This is the Dew Sweepers Golf Show, presented by McConnell Automotive on Sports Radio 105.5 FM, online at WNSP.com, and on the WNSP app. The Dew Sweepers is also brought to you by the Taylor Martino Rowan Law Firm, Stokely Garden Express, Taco Mama, and Strixon Cleveland Golf. Now, stepping up to the tee, here's Golf Digest Top 50 and Golf Magazine Top 100 instructor, Tony Ruggiero. Good morning, everybody, and welcome into the Dew Sweepers. I'm your host once again, Tony Ruggiero, here on the Dew Sweeper Lesson Tee, like I am each and every week, where we bring you the best fitness experts, we bring you the best mental coaches, the best teachers, the brightest teachers and insight from around the world of golf, um, all here to help you have the information that you need to play better golf. If you're up and you're driving early and you're listening to us here on the Dew Sweepers, you love the game you're passionate about it, and you want to get better. <clears throat> and that's ex- exactly what we're doing here on the Dew Sweepers. We've got a great show for you today, um, as we've been doing really each and every week for the last several weeks to months, uh, really uh, trying to give you guys an insight to what we do here at the Dew Sweepers and to, what we're, to what's happening in the game of golf, in the game of golf and in the world of golf instruction. And for those people that really want to get better, there's so much content out there. There's so much stuff on the, at the tip of, your, uh, tip of your fingers, on your phones, and uh, we're no different. We're producing lots and lots of content, if you will, instruction information and stuff that's out there to help you if you really want to get better. Uh, and so we've been sharing our podcasts, which are wonderfully produced, podcast from clint here uh, at wnsp um, where uh, we're taking you inside the ropes behind the scenes of golf instruction of getting instruction of really trying to play your game better trying to break barriers and uh, this week's sit down <clears throat> is with a wonderful young teacher i think he's uh, hottest you know name on the out there is isn't uh uh, you know, sometimes people think of those as flash in the pans or whatever. This guy's got substance, incredibly talented coach and teacher from up at Congressional Golf Club, uh, John Scott Rattan. He's got so many really good young players. <clears throat> you're gonna you're gonna hear his name a lot, uh, and uh, he's got a wonderful story. He's got wonderful insight in what it takes for you if you want to get better if you really want to play better you want to break 90 you want to break 100 whatever your scoring barrier is he's got some fantastic insight as we're going to sit down uh and uh talk with john scott as we uh as we take you to the tour coach podcast right and so if you like what you hear we've got so much content out there on the tour coach you can go wherever you get your uh wherever it is that you get your podcast when you're driving whether it's uh, iTunes and Apple podcast or it's uh, Spotify or Google Play, whatever that may be, wherever that may be, all you got to do is type in Tour Coach and you'll see just a plethora of, of, of podcasts that we've put out with all different topics and there's some great roundtable discussions, some one-on-ones with some of the legends of instructions and so forth. <clears throat> you're, <clears throat> you're really, you're really going to love, I think, what you hear. Um, So check that out. We've also, coming out next week, we've got another uh, wonderful uh, edition of Pro Work, which takes you behind the ropes, uh, behind the scenes, 
with myself, Colby Tuye, Dr. Greg Cart, and Jackson Court as we work with players of all different levels and abilities and help them, um, you know, and help them reach their goals. And it's, it's so much great information. So if you if, but go to YouTube and type in ProWork. Uh, before we get into some instruction for the day uh, with not only the podcast but with our uh, tip of the week, I want to remind all of you, look, I hope none of you ever need um, – never need a lawyer. I just spent a few days with the, with this attorney. And, uh, not only did we have a ton of fun, teach him to hinge the golf club correctly, make a divot, make his game better. But we talked a little bit about what I'm going to talk about is, and that is, look, I hope none of you ever need an attorney, but we, we were sitting around after dinner to talk about it in this litigious society and where stuff happens every day and in, in, in life, whether it's driving a car or uh, in business or whatever, most likely at some point you're going to need an attorney. And when you need an attorney, you want to go, just like when you're trying to find who's the best golf instructor, uh, you go to, you find like, hey, who's got the most resources? Who's got the most technology? Who's had the most success helping people I know play better golf? Uh, well, that would be the dew sweepers when it comes to golf in Mobile, myself and Morgan Hale. Uh, but if it was a lawyer, you'd go to Taylor, Martino, and Rowan. Um, Ed Rowan and the folks at Taylor Martino and Rowan, they have the best uh, experts. They've got the most resources behind them. And to me, more importantly, they've had the most success and they've had the most wins and they've had the most victories and recoveries for their client. And that's what you want, folks. So Taylor Martino and Rowan at 433-3131. That's 433-3131. And, and, and to me, as I do stuff prepping for this show and for this segment, I you know I went online, and you can even do a live chat with somebody from their office. Uh, I think that's really cool. You don't have to get up and go into the office. And t- like you can live chat with somebody from Taylor Martino and Rowan if you just go to see them online. Taylor Martino and Rowan live chat. Tell them what's going on with you, and they can get you the help you need. Your legal help. They're the best in the business. Uh, Taylor, Martino, and Rowan, 433-3131. Um, so they're the best in the business, our good friend Ed Rowan, uh, <clears throat> working working his tail off at, uh, at getting better at golf. The only thing he works harder at is recovering what you are rightfully entitled to. So <clears throat> it's now time to go to the Shrix on Cleveland Golf Tip of the Week. Uh, and these are just random musings from a week of of a lot of instruction. We had a retreat up in Philly at uh, Bluebell Country Club where we have a Dew Sweepers Academy. And uh, these are some things that, that, I, that I noticed. We had, we had a good group of five adults <clears throat> along with uh, ten junior players, but the adults in particular is what I'm focusing on today. And we had a, we have, we had a student that we worked with uh, yesterday and the day before where, you know, the guy hits the guy he's desperate to break 80 okay and he he that's all he's fixated on is he wants to break 80 and everything is about i got to hit it better i've got to hit it better you've got to help me hit it better and so we've been working for about a year and the, and this this student ethan's his name he he did a fab, fab he's done an unbelievable job over a year he was a big slider and tilter with not much turn not much pivot and he's done an unbelievable job at, at developing, especially his backswing pivot, right? And he's done a really nice job at monitoring his setup. His setup doesn't get out of whack like it used to. Um, 
and he's got some physical work. So I, I you know, he was like, well, why? What do I got to do to break eighty? I'm, he's he's turned himself into a guy that shoots eighty, eighty-two to eighty to eighty-five regularly, right? And so I think that it helps if you're one of those players or whatever barrier you're trying to break to sit down and look at the numbers. And, you know, he's always talking to me about driving. and I don't drive it good. But when we broke down the numbers, we realized that he, you know, he averages hitting about seven or eight greens. And, you know, we talked about the fact that he needs to break 80. He needs to get that up to around 10. Okay, so he's got to pick up three more greens around. So some of that goes back to what I talked about in his full swing and that he needs to learn to develop his forward swing pivot better and he physically needs to get more stable um, and the ability to balance himself in his left side, his lead side, so that he can turn through the ball better and control the club face. But also some of it is how you think and approach and practice uh, and some of it is understanding that he's going to get, you know, he's going to get a fair amount of wedges, nines, nine irons into greens. And not only does he need to control the golf ball better, but he needs to aim the ball better. He needs to understand where to aim the ball so that he hits a few more greens. Okay. And so we're trying to, and, and when you look at it and you're like frustrated, yeah, I can't break 80, can't break 80. When you realize you're only trying to pick up maybe two more greens around that you pick up, that doesn't seem overwhelming and like you can't do it. You can improve your golf swing a little, but you can improve your aim and improve your strategy to help you with that. <clears throat> Second thing is we looked at, look, he only really makes one birdie around. Well, we need to improve that, okay? And how are we going to do that? It's going to go back to similar with what we talked about with hitting greens, but he needs to become a much better pitcher and wedge player because he plays his two he plays his par fives he should be able to he can reach a bunch of them uh and improve his scoring he's got to improve his par five scoring that's the quickest way for him to do that how's he going to do that he's going to become a much better pitcher of the ball from 40 50 60 yards 30 yards those are the shots you get that any of you get around a bunch of par fives so you should give yourself on all of your par fives a reasonable birdie look. Doesn't mean you're going to birdie every one of them. I told him his goal ought to be able to play the par fives at one under. If you could play the par fives at one under through hitting a decent tee shot, advancing it up inside 100 yards around the green, and then become a proficient wedge player and pitcher, you would inv- you would give yourself more birdie looks, more birdie chances, and you would, uh, without question, learn to score better. And then the last thing we talked about was eliminating some errors. So, like, when he misses a green, not make double, right? Not make worse than bogeys. And so, at the end of the session, we realized that his roadmap to breaking 80 and becoming a more, uh, you know, more accomplished player wasn't overwhelming, um, wasn't unattainable. He needed to pick up two greens around, so we're going to work on some forward swing. He's going to improve he's going to make some more birdies by improving his pitching around the greens and stuff with his par five play and he's going to eliminate errors and not make double bogeys is what our focus was pretty fascinating session to me as a coach and a teacher but i think it would help every one of you uh get better at the game uh and enjoy it and we can adapt that to whatever skill level you are whatever barrier it is you're trying to break and that my friends is the shrikson cleveland golf tip of the week folks at shrikson cleveland have the best stuff out there we're always willing to fit you Uh, get you in the proper equipment, 
We've also got golf balls and gloves available for you at the best prices. You're basically wholesale pricing for my students and friends. So come check us out, Do Sweepers Downtown. But like I said, uh, in this segment, go to Pro Work on YouTube. You're going to like what you see. Uh, there's lots of content out there when you type in Do Sweepers. And more importantly, you're going to hear another great uh, tour coach episode with John Scott Rattan from up at Congressional and the work he's doing with a lot of great young players. It'll help all of you play better golf. I'm Tony Ruggiero here on the Dew Sweepers Golf Show. We'll be right back with more help for your golf game. Watch that backswing and keep it out of the rough. This is the Dew Sweepers Golf Show on WNSP, presented by McConnell Automotive. Once again, your host, Tony Ruggiero. Welcome back into the Dew Sweepers, everybody. Once again, I'm your host, Tony Ruggiero. want to let everyone listening to us know that everything you need to play better golf is available for you at dewsweepersgolf.com, dewsweepersgolf.com, where we have information on all our retreats, private instruction with myself and Morgan Hale. So go to dewsweepersgolf.com. You're now going to listen to an interview that I had with a great, great young teacher, John Scott Rattan, teaching so many good young tour players out there as well as doing just such a wonderful job up at Congressional Golf Club outside of D.C., uh, which is taken from our Tour Coach podcast. As I've been saying the last several weeks, we're sharing all of this great golf content for instructors, for people that really want to get to play better with you. So if you like what you hear today, go to wherever you get your – podcasts whether it's spotify google play apple whatever it is and just type in tour coach and there's so much more so many more podcasts so many more much more content but hopefully you're enjoying my conversation with john scott rattan from the tour coach here on the dew sweepers golf show and one, and lastly want to remind you that this segment of the show is brought to you by stokely's midtown garden center our good friend blaine stokely hey they've got oodles and oodles of fountains if i can use the word oodle but uh lots of fountains they've got everything you need to make your front yard your backyard look the way it's supposed to so go check out stokely's midtown garden center at the loop on government you won't be disappointed your house your garden your yard will look like one of the finest places that the pga tour plays all year if you go to stokely's midtown garden center all right, so sitting in with me here on a uh, on a Sunday morning on the tour coach, we uh, shows you how much we like golf instruction. We're peeling off on a Sunday morning, could be doing a bunch of different things. We're sitting around still. We had been before we started taping this, we were talking golf instruction, but we're uh, we're going to talk for the rest of the time here with you guys, John Scott Rattan, uh, bringing him on. Um, one of the really really good great up young up and coming teachers i've had the opportunity to get to know a little bit over the last few years picked his brain we've chatted a bunch doing a doing a great job with a bunch of guys out there on tour corn ferry tour um just uh at congressional up there in uh, the nation's capital awesome spot so john thanks for sitting in with me and congrats on all the success and looking forward to chatting a little and helping some folks yeah, th- thank you so much, Tony. I'm uh, I'm honored to be on. I, you know, I listen to all your podcasts and I get a lot out of them uh, every time. And I'm hoping that uh, we have a 
I can provide some type of insight and uh, I can learn something from you today again. Well, I, you know, we're, we're going to have some fun <laughs> and we're going to share some information. Um, yep. you know, the, the, when I watched you, know, I started as started getting to know you, I obviously, I, when you're like us and you travel a lot and you're flying yep. or whatever, you know, you have a lot of time to, I like I sit and I would just always scroll through Instagram. Right. And, uh, and you know, kind of, that's how I started following you and you had obviously through, our golf coach development and some of the stuff you'd reached out and, and we chit chatted and, uh, but I was following you. I noticed that you, you got a lot of dang good players. And the thing that impressed me was look, I mean, you're obviously in a big metropolitan area, but you, you got a lot of guys that I, I follow. And I was like, man, these guys keep getting good and they're not all <laughs> from big schools. Uh, you know, they're not, not every one of them is, you know, I had a kid in here the other day. I've taught forever plays at Alabama. Not every one of them is at an SEC school or ACC school, which we all know is like, you know, or California, Texas, which, you know, uh, obviously those kids are the best of best, but you've got kids coming up from d- different angles, different schools getting really good. And I, and I've been following that and I thought, you know, this would be good to share, share with folks. So how did you get started in this journey and what are some of your, you know, what are some of your influences? Well, you know, I started my journey, like, like many coaches, like I wanted to play and I I played, I played my college golf at Tennessee and I I turned professional. I probably played three or four years. I was good enough to play in like maybe one, I think it was nationwide event, but the the game was going in a totally different direction. Like it was going, you hit it far and I wasn't hitting it very far. And, uh, you know, so I started, started coaching and I wanted to be a college golf coach. And, um, so I got my, my start in that direction. And back then, like, I think, I think it was 2009 or 10, I went to, uh, go see Cameron McCormick teach in Texas. Like, I think there was one year, uh, his student, I think Jordan Spieth won the U S or the British open. Mm -hmm. I think his student won the U S junior the same week. And I think his student won the Western Ham, like all in the same week. I'm like, dang, this, this guy's pretty good. Like I want to go pick his brain a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I spent a a couple of days with Cameron and it just blew me away at how he communicated with his, with his students and it, the way he was able to kind of peel the layers off the onion and communicate and develop. Like I was very um, taken by that. And so I would say that like had a big impact on me. And then TPI, I think has been a huge, um, it's been a huge resource for me. Greg Rose is from Maryland. Not, not many people know that TPI started in Maryland. Wow. Did and not Dave, know that Dave, new nugget. Yeah. Here. Dave, <laughs> Dave Phillips was the director of instruction at uh, Caves Valley, and Greg Rose. When I was growing up, I saw started seeing Greg when I was like fourteen or fifteen. Okay, and he was teaching Olympic gymnasts like Dominique Dawes and and stuff like that. So like I went to see Greg, and and you know I've stayed in touch with Greg from here on out. Like TPI has been a huge resource for me. So I, you know learning from other teachers like guys like you and then my coach growing up, Bob Dolan. Um, you know, at Columbia Country Club and, and Cameron and Mark Blackburn, those guys have all had a huge influence on me, not only me, but tons of teachers coming up. So that's kind of where I got my start with it. Yeah, Cameron, man, I tell you what, uh, it does an unbelievable job. Not sure he gets enough credit, uh, him and Jordan, for one, understanding that golf goes up and down, right? And, and uh, yeah. I've always respected – their relationship and the job Cameron's done with Jordan for not only how good he was, but like they went through tough times together. And that's, I mean, you're, you're in this business. That's incredibly difficult. And for them, that speaks volumes at his ability, at Cameron's ability to not just coach, but to manage relationships 
and understand the dynamic of what's going on and 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 also to keep people on track and and i mean that's it's a he, he's he's one of the best in the world at it i told i couldn't agree with you more and i think it's such an underestimated skill as a coach to be able to do that it's not just about hey you know what's the club face looking like on your backswing it's so much more uh you know helping the relationship and putting jordan as the person first and what does jordan need and mm-hmm. what does jordan need and i think you know it's I totally couldn't agree with you more. I think, you know, everyone everyone wants to do captain shit until they're the captain, right? Right. It's right. easy on the outside looking at it, being like, "Yeah, I could just, you know, tell Jordan to do this in his swing, and he hits it better." It's, it's not. It doesn't work like that. No, it doesn't and work like that. He's done an awesome job with him, and Daniel Berger, and like so many, he's, he's helping Tom Kim, and you know, he's done a great job with him. Oh, absolutely. So let's. Uh, uh, so you wanted to get into coaching, obviously the college yep. coaching route. Then you had the TPI yep. influence, uh, yep. you know, similar to me, my, my, uh, as far as like my mentor, Hank Johnson was on the forefront of TPI, you know, and that, you know, did with before TPI Alabama sports medicine and all that stuff. So a lot of my background, you know, and teaching pivot and some of the stuff sprung off some of that same you know, the same idea and understanding what the body could and couldn't do. And then obviously led me to my work with Colby. But um, you, you talk a little bit about, you know, said, so let's talk about Joseph Bramlett. Okay. I've been incredibly impressed with how good he's played over the, over the last several years. How did you guys get together? And, and I want to go from there. Like, what do you think it is? If, you know, if you were, if you were a 17 year old, and came to you and you said like, what do I got to do to go from where I am decent high school golfer to have a chance to play pro? I want to pick your brain. Like, what do you think that person needs to do or what, what's the pathway for those type of people? Cause you're very good at it. So when I, I appreciate that. Well, well, Joseph, so I met Joseph. I'll back, backtrack on that a little bit. So I played the USAM in 2002 at Oakland Hills, 2001 or 2002 at mm-hmm. Oakland Hills. And that was my first USAM, and same with Joseph. Joseph was, at that point, the youngest player ever to play in a USAM. So he was like 13 or 14. And I just remember uh, seeing Joseph there. He was tiny. He was small. But you know the shirts we used to wear? Like they used yeah. to like yeah. down past your <laughs> yeah. elbows. Like his shirts were going down to his wrist. I'll never forget seeing him. I was like, man, that kid's young. I'm like – so I knew Joe, I knew, obviously I knew who Joseph was, but his agent um, at the time was a member at my golf course. Okay. Um, Bethesda Country Club is kind of where I started coaching full time. And so in 2016, Joseph was on a major medical from the Corn Ferry Tour. Like he had played one year on the PGA Tour and then finished maybe 26, lost, kept, didn't keep his card on the, uh, or get his card on the PGA Tour. So his agent said, uh, you know, like, hey, Joseph's been out for three years with a back injury, and, like, we're having trouble, you know, getting him back playing. Can you take a look? You know, no problem, of course. His name is Fred. I was like, of course, Fred. Take a look. And I just – I remember, you know, Joseph walking in, and, you know, at that time, like, he came, walked up on the range, and, like, he didn't walk well. Like, you could tell he was in pain, and mm. he couldn't hit anything over a seven iron. Um, if I showed you the swings, like, he was swinging away from pain. He wouldn't get inside bend. You know, yeah. uh, he didn't really have any hip turn, didn't really know how to like get into his right hip and his backswing. So it created a lot of extension in his spine. So you could see some things that were, were glaring that why his back would act up. And, you know, it was hard for him to finish a four round tournament at that point. Um, so that was 2017 ish. And so we spent a good year. You know, he was playing mini tour golf. He was playing, uh, you know, the, the Cal State Opens and the, the, uh, mm-hmm. the stuff in Monterey out there. He's from California. And he had two starts, I think, three starts left in 
the corn ferry tour to earn his his medical out medical uh money back it's a cool story he, i went down in caddy form in panama and uh he you know finished 20th and the next week in mexico he finished fourth <laughs> so he it was it's incredible he shot like a final round something eight seven or eight under and finished fourth and you know kept his card in 2019 he's back on the pga tour and he's been on the pga tour ever since and it's it's very rare that you see somebody it's very rare that you see somebody i think um go from a back injury to now he's like top 10 and top 15 in driving distance and club head speed. And like, he moves it and like, he's hitting it hard. What did it's, you, not, it's not a common thing. What did you do to make him or help him enable him to play well at the level he is and obviously improve, not just get back to what yeah. he was, but better. I mean, to be where he is on the PGA tour and do that around his back and, or to do it, what type of thing I'm guessing here, the TPI background, uh, and that type of those resources helped you and aided you in this. Yeah, for sure. Like we, like we got him on AMM and we measured and you could see the, you know, the extension and through his spine and his backswing. So we, we knew that's where we kind of had to address. We, we, uh, got him loading into his right hip better. Um, we got him turning his spine and, and like using his core a little bit differently in his backswing. And then his transition sequencing was way more dynamic. If you can think, um, you know, most of the time I see somebody in a reverse spine, their transition sequence usually starts with their arms. Like very rarely are you going to see somebody like have a little glide that leans towards the target. And so you combine those factors. Okay. We get him into his right hip. He's able to create a little bit of sequencing to it. And then Joseph six, four, he's a hell of an athlete. Yeah. And so you're now you're starting to create more force. You create more speed and more force. And, you know, I think when I met him, his club speed was like 114 or 15 and, um, it's probably on tour, probably 23 ish now. And he's an incredible wedge player that I think the, the, uh, underrated part of his, like, he's an incredible wedge player, like inside of, I say wedges for him. He hits his, there's sometimes his lob wedge. He swings in at like 99 miles an hour, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is like, I have to check my track man a couple of times when I see that. Um, <laughs> but you know, his wedge play is very good for a long hitter. And you know, like you look at statistically, he's very solid and all that. Um, so we got him into his right hip, you know, he has some good trainers around him that we, we work very closely, uh, with how to move his body better and how to like get into some of those positions and get a better sequence with it. So I would say a lot of it would be getting into his right hip, reducing his, you know, extension in his back and then a lot of sequencing with it. This is Tony Ruggiero, and you've been listening to the Tour Coach here on the Dew Sweepers Golf Show. We'll be right back with more help for your golf game. This is the Dew Sweepers Golf Show, live on 105.5 FM and WNSP.com. Keep it in the fairway with Golf Digest Top 50 and Golf Magazine Top 100 instructor, Tony Ruggiero. You know, my personal beliefs are, you know, obviously there's outliers to everything. But that, you know, I think that these people are learning to, you know, everything's about speed now, right? You know, everybody that yeah, comes to us. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, we can't run from it. We can't hide from it. But, you know, I feel like, you know, some of the reasons some of these people get hurt is because they're creating speed that they're not strong enough to handle yet, you know? Totally. And, totally. you know, and I think that when that happens, you start seeing like 
crazy side bends and you see all this stuff. And while the numbers look good on a track band or a quad, they're maybe not, you know, healthy. And so I've just, you know, kind of going towards like where we, where I had said like a 17 year old, and I want to pick your brain on this is like, you know, I think you develop a good turn where they can load and, and sequence and unwind. And then, you know, I think once you get there, a whole lot of it is like, maintaining that but then they get strong enough to be able to do it yeah you know i mean totally yeah i mean i I think like the simplest way i can say it and it makes sense in my head perfectly perfectly is but you have to understand what good golf is Mm -hmm. and i think when you're when it's it's easy as what i see in so many golf pros is we have the the worst fomo right like (laughs) we we see somebody doing something or a new training aid or in like we're fear of missing out i want to go to this conference or i want to do you know, see what this guy's doing and, and we lose sight on what, what's good golf. Good golf is hitting in the center of the face and being able to control, have, have a dominant ball flight and control your ball and control your distance. Like that's not sexy, but it works. And I think with any player, I'm always asking myself, what skill do I want to improve today? Like what skill am I working on? I'm not doing it to, you know, make it look better. I'm like, Hey, how can I help this player, you know, or help the person in front of me learn a different skill or own this skill at a higher level or be able to fight the ball in the wind. And because there's all these things, if you play at a decent level and you're around it, like, you know what it takes. No question. Like Trevor, Trevor Cone, Trevor Cone's a student of mine. Trevor, you know, is an incredible ball striker. Um, you know, and you know, where we got to get better is hit how, like how far he hits it. And we got to, you know, we got to know how far he hits it on a more consistent basis. And that's not sexy. It's not like talking about lead wrist flexion and ground force, but it's, it matters. And I think you're always as a 17, 18, 19 year old is, is learning who you are as a golfer and not forgetting what good golf is. And what does good golf look like for you? Is it, you know, is it shaping the ball a certain way? Is it, knowing like is knowing how to eliminate three putts is it learning something from decades so you make better decisions and and i think you're you're always trying to figure something like that out but you know going from 17 to 22 as a golfer that's a huge journey i mean you know right. it's like it's, it's <laughs> talk about ups and downs like geez yeah and I, and I think the one thing too that parents and and, and you could apply this to the 12 handicapper that comes to you or me that says, Hey, I want to get where I'm competitive, right? Like the age, the handicap level doesn't mean like the journey's the same. I don't think people understand, you know, we had touched on this earlier, like how many ups and downs and that the, the path from where you are now to where you're going to be in four years, if you're going to improve a lot, isn't a straight line, <laughs> you know? No, it's not linear. Right? I yeah. wish it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'd be way, I mean, we'd be yeah, way less stressed, not. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I probably wouldn't yeah. be going to Springfield tomorrow, right? I mean, <laughs> as lovely as it yeah. is this time of year in Springfield, Missouri, but you know, yeah. uh, wouldn't be doing it. And I think that that's, uh, and I think that's where, when it comes to coaching and teaching, is, and and people are going to hear this and they're going to argue, but you know, like there's more to develop in talent and teaching and coaching than just X's and O's wrist angles, square club faces and understanding numbers. And there's so tell, much more. I tell all my students at some point, I'm going to tell you, tell all my students like golf swings don't win tournaments. People do. Mm-hmm. And I think like there's, I get pushback on that sometimes. Like, no, no, no. Like, usually the best technique is going to win. And no. I'm like, you know, 
<laughs> it's it's not going to win all the time because you know you could be Sam Burns and plug it in the lip, and Sam's got an incredible golf swing. And you saw what happened to yeah. him this week at Scott. That was crazy. And uh, it's just not that simple. It's how you react to certain outcomes. It's how you you know like Rory's had to deal. Like Rory just won today. Incredible finish. You know he had to make that 15 footer on that last hole and or however far it was, and he had to be able to manage all the ups and downs he's had to face the last you know missing the cut at the PGA or, or miss not the PGA. He missed a cut in a major this year, but you know what I'm, I'm trying oh, yeah. to say is like, you have to deal with so much more than just how your backswing looks. <laughs> you know and I think Rory, for those of us, you know, especially developing young people is a perfect example to explain to me. Like if people don't think that off the golf course stuff impacts how you play and stuff, you know, with everything that's gone on, regardless of what side of the fence you're on with live and the PGA tour, he expended an enormous amount of energy, emotional and mental, and attention to incredible. that. Right, right, ah, incredible. And and you know, it, there's you know, he's this is his second win of the year. By the way, Trevor Cohn, your student's leading in, at the Barbasol, so shout out to that. Let's I know go. you'll be, I know you'll be excited <laughs> watching go. that today. Uh, paired, I think, I think paired with my former student Lucas. Yeah. I think they're paired together. Be a good match. Um, two two good guys. Um, but, you know, there's just, you know, understanding that there's more to it, I think, is important for people is that they want to develop. And that when you go take a golf lesson from somebody like you or me, like what you need to do to get really good is is more than what we're going to tell you in an hour or two hour session, oh. whether you do 3D or you swing cat or whatever the heck it is like there's more to it. And I, and I you know. I get this guy from Philadelphia who was like an 11 handicap and now he's down to like an eight. And I mean, he texts me nonstop and he's like, well, I've just, <laughs> I've just got to get better. Like I miss, you know, I'm not making enough bird. I'm like, you know, like, dude, like you've done this in six months, man. Like it yeah. isn't all, it isn't all, you know, strawberries and cream. It's not all strawberries and cream. And I think that's the, it, it's, it's definitely not. And I mean, I know me, I beat myself up on it all the time for it. Like I wouldn't say I'm the best at handling it and I need to, it, it's not, it's not, it's definitely not easy. And the, the learning from a lesson doesn't start or it doesn't really happen in the lesson when you think about it, like you come and get instruction from Tony and it's like the learning happens afterwards and how you apply it five days later. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, uh, it's that journey is so tough and it makes this game so rewarding and, and so hard at the same time. You know, uh, people, uh, you know, I, I do a lot of my instruction where I have folks come in to work two, three days and, and they, we may work 20 minutes at a time, 20 minutes, you know, whatever they're rotating around, they're doing different things. And it was by happenstance, like most things you discover that work for you. It's not like you plan it. It just happens. Um, I start like I had a couple good players that were like, man, this is way better than taking a two hour session because, like, I get some info and then I get to go work on it and process it. Yeah, and they get to go make it their own. Right, come back with a question. Yeah, and then with, right. There's a back and forth to it that's invaluable. You're basically getting five weeks of back and forth and and you know in that session. That's awesome. And and I, you know we had a totally. guy we had a guy you in a couple weeks ago was a former hockey player right had played developmental hockey and he said to me at the end he's like man this was great i'm always you know uh, like you're always worried whether when somebody comes to you like 
you know, hey, did they get what they're looking for out of it? You yeah, know, I always exactly. worry about yep. that. You know, uh, yep. like I don't want somebody to leave and be like, oh, that's not what I was looking for. And he was like, man, this took me back to like real high end when I was a really good junior hockey camps. And I was wow. like, oh, really? He's like, yeah, man, like we we worked on everything we needed to do to be good at hockey, but we got like little bursts. And then it was our job to go play and do it, apply it, then come back. You know, and I think that uh, I think that a lot of teachers like you and that are having a lot of success, development, developing good young players is because we're understanding more about how you develop talent rather than the traditional way that like, you know, when I was coming up, I was fortunate to have some great teachers, but my I got a one hour golf lesson and then I was just on my own for a month or whatever, you know, (laughs) right. So I think the way we develop talent is different now than it used to be so different it's so different it's so different in gosh when i was in college or growing up than what it is now it's handled way different and we have way more at our disposal to use it i mean i would like we have way as coaches we have you know you have so much technology and you have so much information around it from a pt from a trainer from guys like colby who's incredible at what he what he does and communicating these big macro movements in these like small you know small easy ways to understand and the way you nurture it, it's, it's so much different. And going back to Cameron, I think Cameron's incredible. <laughs> He's an mm-hmm. incredible coach at that. This is Tony Ruggiero, and you've been listening to the Tour Coach here on the Dew Sweepers Golf Show. We'll be right back with more help for your golf game. Watch that backswing and keep it out of the rough. This is the Dew Sweepers Golf Show on WNSP, presented by McConnell Automotive. Once again, your host, Tony Ruggiero. How do you, on that level, whether it's an up-and-coming good player, Joseph Brandlett, Trevor Cohn, how do you manage all the diff? Because there's a lot of info out there, like where they've got their trainers, they've got their mm-hmm. agents when they're pros. They've got wives and girlfriends. They've got, you know, they've got a short game coach. They've got, you know, a PT. How do you manage all that info so that people stay in their lanes and that the player continues to get better and doesn't go off on tangents? Uh, that's a great question. I think it's it's easier said than done. And I think um, the, the number one thing is you have to have a really good relationship with your player. Right. Like, me, me and Joseph and me and Trevor or whoever I'm, I'm like, you have to have a strong relationship and communicate with them really well. And often, um, I think the best work that I do is away from like a, a tour event. You know, I go to tour events, you go to support your player if anything comes up, but I really try to do the most work I can do, um, away from tournaments. So like this week, um, you know, Joseph's not playing in Reno, so I'll be in Las Vegas with him for a couple of days at the end of the week and we'll get with his trainer and we'll get with his, his, uh, his putting coach and we're going to get everybody together and we're going to do it away from the tournament and then implement it when he plays. So when he gets to the course or when he gets to Minnesota on Monday, like he's got two or three simple things he knows he needs to do and play. And, um, same with Trevor. Um, I think, it's it's uh you know they're so different people like each player is so different and trevor doesn't want a lot of information trevor could be done in an hour and a half and you know he won't need you for a while he's a little bit different you as the coach you're always like kind of a leader of where that where that next step's coming from but i think the more you do away from a tournament the 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 more successful you're going to be at 
help managing all of those relationships with it. But it, it all comes down to your relationship with the player and making sure that's super strong. So if anything comes up, you can communicate. Yeah, I think, you know, the work away from the golf course is so key. And especially, I think, you know, having a good plan, especially with like your, you know, preparing them as they come up. Right. Because, yeah. And I think it's hard when you start with a guy who's already a tour player because I think they get where they kind of expect you to come out. And that's the work yeah. they do because, yeah. you know, yeah. a lot of times that's where you meet them. And so you start working. But I think the sooner and the better you can condition your player to say, like, hey, I'm going to come out. Basically, I'm there to, to check on you, make sure everything's okay. But like, we're going to plan our work, you know. That's so true. To where it's like, hey, you know, and and I always think big picture and don't always tell students. Like, I won't always tell a player, but, like, I'll know. You know, when we get to November and December and there's not much going on and we've got a little time, this is what I want to change or do, right? Um, You know, I think think nowadays with scheduling and and I think you're dead, you've hit the nail on the head with off-week work. I think it's more important than ever. And I think that's one of the challenges of what we do. And I think that's now for high school kids to whatever. There's just so yeah. much to do, man. Like these high school, these yeah. junior golfers play a busier schedule than tour players. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. I was, was going to say, like in, in college, like I tell all the, the kids I coach in college, like the amount of qualifying and tournaments you do, like you don't have time to work on your swing. Like I was a college coach. I played like we don't schedule, Hey, from two to four o'clock, you know, you're going to have time to go work on your off swing. Like, that's just not mm-hmm. what you do. <laughs> you have time to practice your short game. You have time to do some type of other, you know, you, you, they say you're only allowed 20 hours a week, but it is what it is. Around yeah. the golf for the NCAA is like three hours. So we know, we know how much time you're putting in. So you don't really have time to go. Like if you're playing and competing, you don't have a time, time to go work on your swing. And it's no different uh, at the tour level. And it's, it makes it so much easier, the better status you have, you know, like you can make your own schedule and you know, you can plan your off weeks a little bit better and you're playing courses that suit you. And, uh, it's a different, it's a different level than, you know, where you have to go chase every tournament and you're like, man, like I've played eight, eight or nine in a row. And the last thing you want to do on a Tuesday playing eight or nine in a row is go introduce a new concept on the driving range (laughs) in Minnesota. Like that's not, I don't think that's what good golf looks like. Sometimes you'll probably have to do that, but you know, the last thing you want to do is try to introduce something really, really new on a Tuesday. Like that's not, I, you try to stay away from that as, as far as I want to stay as far away from that as possible. I, I had a player going through a few years back, was going through a stretch of playing great golf, having a great year, gets to Minnesota and somewhere in there, somebody decides that like they should evaluate like, their I think it was it was their drive it was their driver right and or it was driver three wood camera anyways but they hit the player hit probably on a Tuesday and Wednesday probably six bags of balls trying to figure this out right this guy just I mean he'd had a zillion top tens close to winning never played good like I swear you know caddy and I always said like that was the start of not playing well for a stretch like there was a problem introduced that wasn't a problem, right? Yep. <laughs> you know, and then you got the player thing about. It. Then not only that, they're out of their routine. They're hitting yep. a zillion more balls than they than they normally hit. 
and it was the start. And I, and I think that that's like, you know, I, I've always said that the times I've gotten fired were the times I lost control and didn't do as good a job as I normally do managing situations. And that, that was one of them, right? And that's kind yeah. of what we're talking about. And I think that's what you're doing such a great job and why you've got young players having such success. Yeah, well, I mean, that's an, it's like like I said, it's like you, you you do the best you can to create a plan and you stick to the plan, and it's never gonna it's never gonna be as linear as you want. <laughs> where you 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 say you go give a lesson and golf, good golf happens right away. And gosh, Minnesota, I'm I remember that range just dead into the wind all yeah. the time, and that's the last place I would want to do a driver fitting. Right, right. Um, but it's a the environment there is just it's tough. It's, that's a tough one. You know, also, too, that range is wide open, right? So yeah. there's not like a lot of targets where you like you get on a golf course. I just, you know, uh, yeah. same thing. And, I mean, that's what, you know one of the distractions that's out there that, that you have to navigate is equipment people, right? Always yep. everybody's got a shaft. Everybody's got a head, right? You know, I mean, it, it's one yep. of the things. Um, what do you, So you look at that last question here. So you look at guys you got like Joseph and Trevor, young guys playing playing great golf, having a lot of success. When you look at their development and you look at what makes them good, is there a common denominator when you look at good young players now you say that, you know, I, I mean, without distance, because I think – I mean, I think most people we able to make hit almost far enough now. I mean, I really do, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, with yeah. the ball and the yeah. club. So what is a common denominator you see in, in people that are getting better? I mean, I think it's resiliency. I think that, you know, pro golf, golf beats you up. I don't care at mm-hmm. what level, what player you are, it's going to come get, get you. And whether you're Tiger Woods and you're chipping, not chipping well, or you're Jordan Spieth and you're on top of the world and then, you know, something changes. He got really sick and, you know, he didn't feel great. And, and I don't care who you are, it's going to come, mm-hmm. it's going to come find you. And um, it's the ability to, you know, get back on the horse the next day and, and, uh, you, be resilient and sometimes you know courageous doesn't look like doing something heroic courageous like i'm gonna go you know be you know believe in myself and wake up tomorrow and go practice and you know get better at it and i've missed a couple cuts in a row but i'm gonna get up tomorrow and i'm gonna go you know believe in myself and and go work on it and i think without that you know there's no chance. So I would say it's like the resiliency of learning how to deal with failure and learning how to deal with disappointing disappointments. Like Jimmy Stanger is a, a great example. Like Jimmy, mm-hmm. he just won in the corn fair a couple of year, couple of weeks ago. In the last couple of years, um, Jimmy, you know, was probably inside the top 25 going into the last four or five events and he never sealed the deal. And yeah. to be able to, you know, it, it'll beat you up and you'll lose some faith in, in the process of what you're trying to build and do and yourself and, you know, that, that, those were a lot of those conversations we had this, this winter was like, how do we, how do we get past that? And I'm proud of, I'm, I'm so proud of him for being able to, to pick himself up and believe in himself and work hard on the things he needed to work hard on. Um, as much as I am, is him being able to do a pelvic tilt, you know, cause that's mm-hmm. some of the things he needs to do in his golf swing. But like what really got him through is his own belief in himself and, and that resiliency to, to push through when it gets tough. Like, you know, oh, that's, that's it. I think without that, you're you got no chance. And, and that's if, that. If you, that's if, for every level of golf. Every level of golf, and as a coach, you're you're always coaching that. Like the game's over over taught and undercoached, and like you've got to like the coaching aspect of it. Like you got to have high high IQ in that in that regard. Awesome stuff, John Scott. Thanks. Thanks of first course, of all for taking the you. time. 
If anybody out there listen, we have a lot of golf teachers that listen to this, obviously, as well as students and stuff. So if you're one of those and you got a ballot for Golf Digest Top 50 Best of State, John Scott deserves everybody's vote. One of the great young teachers <laughs> oh, out there. You. I'm going to give you a shout-out. I, I really do. I admire the work you're doing. I, I think you're doing great. And thanks for taking the time on this morning. Good luck to Joseph and to Trevor today. And, and keep up all the good things, and I'll look forward to catching up with you soon, buddy. All right. Thanks, Tony. Appreciate you. All right. This is Tony Ruggiero here on the Dew Sweepers Golf Show. You've been listening to The Tour Coach, our podcast that comes out weekly, at least once a week, uh, produced by Clint here with me at WNSP. Uh, we hope you like all this great golf content we're putting out. Uh, if you've liked what you've heard today, go wherever you can find your podcast, Spotify, uh, Google Play, Apple uh, Podcasts, wherever that may be, and type in Tour Coach. Or even if you like, if you want to see some video stuff behind the scenes, type in Pro Work on YouTube or go to Tony and the Dew Sweepers on YouTube and you'll find tons and tons of golf content that takes you inside the ropes, behind the scenes, and helps you play better golf. I'm Tony Ruggiero and we'll be back next week with more help for your golf game.